Hi there. It's Kathy with the Rock Your Retirement Show, and I'm doing something different today. I'm actually going to record a solo episode live on Facebook, so I hope I don't mess up. (laughs) This is my first time, and um, I'm really excited about it. So, I've been doing the Rocky Retirement Show since April of 2016. I knew when I started the show that I wanted it to be about retirement lifestyle. I've been thinking about retirement myself, and I wanted to bring my listeners along with me um, on my journey just by interviewing people on what they had to say as it relates to this retirement lifestyle or You can also call it baby boomer lifestyle since, of course, not all of my listeners are retired. Now, my husband is 20 years older than myself, so of course, we're actually in different stages of life. But I wanted to be able to spend more time sharing experiences now while he's still able to enjoy them. And to be honest, I was scared. What would I do with myself? I mean, I'm nowhere near the age that people normally retire. I'm only 52 right now, and I'm used to the hustle and bustle of working, as probably you are too. Honestly, I don't have to work, but the thing is, I do enjoy it. I've been self-employed for the majority of my life, and I really enjoy the structure of working. I don't enjoy a boss telling me what to do. In fact, for a two-year period, I actually tried leaving my business and working for someone else. And to be honest, I totally failed. Failed miserably. The good news is that I hadn't actually left my business completely. And when I came back, it was still there, along with my clients who hadn't left in my absence. Of course, I was never really 100% gone. So I was really glad to, to come back to that business. Now I'm busy because although I did finally semi-retire from that business, I gave up my license to sell securities. I still have, though, about 30 of the best clients I could ever even imagine that I could ever hope for. And I love working with those 30 clients. I don't know if I'll actually ever give that up as long as those clients want to work with me. I'll continue holding their hands through their financial retirement. And I do talk about lifestyle with them too. Although the main focus for those clients is actually the money. But I wasn't satisfied just helping those 30 people. Although I didn't want to take on any more clients in that industry. So I started my new project, which was the show, Rocky Retirement. That project was supposed to just keep me busy between October. Oh, actually, you know what? That project, in addition to Rock Your Retirement, was actually my Medicare business. And that Medicare business was actually supposed to keep me busy just from October through December. But of course, it keeps me busier longer than that. It's really kind of turned into a full-time job. I do enjoy it. But I wish I could afford more help so that it didn't feel like such a full-time job to me. It doesn't, of course, pay me as well as financial planning did because it's still technically a new business. So why do I do it? Well, that's really kind of a good question. I keep, I keep asking myself that because we don't really need the money. I mean, we don't need the money. I've done plan after plan for my husband and me, and the numbers always work out the same. We're fine. 
Even when the stock market drops, we're still fine. I think the reason why I keep doing it is that it fills a need in me so long as it does this. You know, some kind of need for me to be productive, for me to be worthy, I guess, for me to be helpful. As long as it fills this need, I'll keep doing it. Um, Now, occasionally, I think, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm going to just put it on autopilot. But usually when I'm thinking of that, it's because I've had a particularly difficult situation. It was brought on by the client or maybe by the vendors that I'm using. I don't really get too many of these difficult situations because I seem to attract really great clients, which is awesome. But every now and then, somebody will enter my life that I'd rather not deal with. Often, I will refer them to work with somebody else. Sometimes it takes a while for them to leave, and they usually cause my staff and me a lot of stress because usually those type of clients are the ones that are asking for something that doesn't exist, or they're not following my instructions, and something goes wrong because of it. And so it it just causes my staff and me a lot of stress when we come across that. So why do I keep working? And what is it that you and I need to think about when it's time for us to retire? What What is it? And I've been doing a lot of thinking, partly because of the show, and I believe that there's six pillars to retirement, the retirement lifestyle, really baby boomer lifestyle, because work for me is just really only, it's one of those pillars. Sometimes we have a pillar that might be out of whack. For me, I think it's work. I think I work too much. It's taking up too much of my space. And I really would like to, really, I would, I need to work on those other five pillars. So what are those six pillars? Well, for me, I believe that the six pillars are spiritual, your significant other, friendship, your work life, your volunteer life, something that makes you your work, per se, health, and family. So the Rocky Retirement Show has always split out like this in the past, and that is social and family, and friendship and family would be on the six pillars, adventure and travel, which is not one of the six pillars, Volunteer and philanthropy, which is listed under work and volunteer on the six pillars. Spirit and soul, which is listed as spiritual on the six pillars. And sex. Sex would fall into health and significant other on the six pillars. So you might look at me and say, uh, Kathy, I don't have five of those six pillars of retirement lifestyle, and my life is still pretty good. How did you even come up with those six pillars? Like, what what made you think of those six pillars? Well, the answer is that I learned about them by doing the podcast, by actually hosting the podcast. When I first started, it was sort of in my mind, you know, maybe it's this. And then after working on this podcast for almost two years, this is how I came up with it. 
Over the last two years, I've interviewed over 100 guests. And when you break it down, really those six pillars is what you need to look at in order to have a great retirement lifestyle. I'm going to go ahead and break them down for you here. I'm still keeping my notes. So I hope it doesn't sound like I'm reading. I don't want to read. But I also think that this is so important that I want to make sure that I get it right for you. So let's go ahead and take a look at the first pillar, spiritual. Now, whether you consider yourself an atheist, a Christian, a Jew, Muslim, Buddhist, or whatever, I believe that you have a spirit. That includes if you're atheist, a soul, something that makes you different from the person who's sitting next to you. This is an essence that is you. You are connected to others through this essence. And I happen to believe in God and Jesus. And every day I try to live in a way that is congruent to the way that I believe. When we act differently from what we say we believe, we run into trouble. My goal is to not convert you here, but to help you understand why you need to consider the spiritual side of you, regardless of what your spiritual side says. Now, for me, that means attending my church, working on my own crap. I know I'm not perfect. I mean, my husband knows I'm not perfect. And I'm not perfect by anyone's standards. But I try to move towards that a tiny bit every day. And it's the striving towards that that actually brings me closer to God. It is something that I try to work on every day. For you, it might mean meditating instead of praying. For you, it might mean reading your honored book, your scriptures, and trying to understand it. For you, it might mean communing with nature, clearing your mind and the stuff that clutters it. Everyone has a spiritual side. And if you expand it, you'll probably have a greater likelihood of thriving. If you act differently from your beliefs, you'll find that your stress level has gone up. And I believe that stress can cause illness. So yes, I believe that the spiritual side of you should not be ignored in retirement. So the second pillar is your significant other. Now, I do understand that not everyone is in a relationship. I mean, you know, if you listen to the show that I'm married, most but not all people I know would prefer to be in a one-on-one relationship. And we're designed, programmed, genetically designed to be in a one-on-one relationship. Now, according to some studies like being married, which was shown by Waite in 1995, having children, which was shown by Denny in 2010, and ties to religious organization, which was shown by Music, House, and Williams in 2004, have all been linked to positive health behaviors. And being in a good marriage can actually improve our health. Now, it's not just that, though. The quality of our relationship matters. For example, one study showed that midlife women who are in highly satisfactory marriages and marital-type relationships had a lower risk for cardiovascular disease compared with those in less satisfying relationships. Studies have also shown that being in a committed relationship can help you live longer. For example... Dan Buettner's Blue Zones research, and I'm reading, 
calculates that committing to a life partner can add three years to your life expectancy. And the researchers Nicholas Christakis and James Fowler have found that men's life expectancy benefits from marriage more than women's. I mean, isn't that interesting? So learning how to keep either that relationship strong or nurturing a relationship if we don't have one is also an integral part of the retirement lifestyle. And that's why I've included it in the six pillars. If we're in a relationship before retirement, that relationship might change after we retire. We have to understand that and work towards being flexible and understanding of that while also learning how to speak up for our own needs that have changed or are not being met. One psychologist developed a model that showed whether you divorce during the empty nest syndrome that so many of us enter when our, le- when our kids leave, you know, for college or whatever. And I'm going to read this quote. John Gottman, a psychologist emeritus at the University of Washington, developed a model to predict which newlywed couples, you know, who knows when we're newlyweds, right, will remain married and which will divorce, a method that he claims is 90% accurate. He found that most divorces happen at critical points after the couple unites. The first period occurs after seven years when the pairs tend to feel the strain of the relationship. Hey, does a seven-year itch uh, ring a bell? After 20 years, couples may encounter the empty nest syndrome a lonely feeling that can take over when your children leave home, causing a rift in the marital bond. Now, if we don't have a relationship and we want one, we have to understand that finding a relationship when we're older is not the same as finding one when we're in our 20s, 30s, or even 40s. It's different, and partly because we're different. You know, I was talking with my neighbor the other day, And something that he said actually fits in. He said that at his age, and he is, I believe he's 70, 73, he said that at his age, it's really difficult to find somebody who doesn't have baggage. And that's because we all have baggage, right? I mean, we all have baggage. So the next pillar is friendship. Now, along the lines with a significant other, it's also important to have friendships. And you know that. I know that. But sometimes it's hard because we set those things aside. When we're working, many times we form friendships that involve our work relationships. And when we're younger, you know, when our kids are young, we form friendships that relate to our children. Um, After all, we're with these people, especially on the work relationships, we're with these people the majority of the day. And when we retire, often our work friends are still working. So it's really hard. They just can't take time off in the middle of the day to go to coffee, see a movie, you know, whatever. And just like having strong relationships with your Um, significant other can affect your health, so can friendships. Now I'm going to read this. One study which examined data from more than 309,000 people found that a lack of strong relationships increased the risk of premature death from all causes by 50%. 
an effect on mortality risk roughly comparable to smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day and greater than obesity and physical inactivity. I mean, that's crazy. Another study showed that we can handle stress a lot easier when we have strong relationships. In a study of over 100 people, researchers found that people who completed a stressful task experienced a faster recovery when they were reminded of people with whom they had strong relationships. Now, I'm just wondering if that's how religion plays a role in our health, if that's one of the reasons. We all know that we need friends, but how do we go about getting them? I mean, when we we're kids, we naturally formed relationships at school. We saw these kids for six or more hours a day, and maybe, you know, more when we had these after-school activities. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, we didn't have these myriad of after-school activities that we have now. The, the kids seemed to be um, really scheduled. When I was a kid, after school, we went and played. You know, we went to the park by ourselves. I mean, I, I have... I know I have friends that couldn't even imagine sending their kids to the park by themselves these days. Um, in retirement, we're probably not spending six to nine hours with someone. The question is, how do we make friends after we retire? I mean, that's that's really, it can be really difficult, especially if we move to another area and then we don't know anybody. This is something that I like to address on the Rocky Retirement Show. All of us have opportunities to meet people. We have opportunities to talk with them and then follow up with coffee or lunch to cement that relationship. But often we don't do it. We'll say, well, let's get together for lunch. And then we never follow up. We just forget about it. We mean to follow up, but for one reason or another, we just don't do it. The cool thing is, is that if you do increase your circle of friends, it can help your feeling of well-being by more than actually increasing your cash. A survey by the National Bureau of Economic Research of 5,000 people found that doubling your group of friends has the same effect on your well-being as a 50% increase in income. I mean, who knew? That's crazy, right? I would say that in retirement, it's even more important to create these bonds and nurture them because we are not getting any younger and we're going to need that support later on. I mean, life happens, right? So another pillar of retirement lifestyle would be your work and or volunteer life. So just because you're thinking about or maybe you're already retired doesn't mean that you can't be productive. Or maybe you want to work for pay, but just not full-time. Sometimes you can get you can work, you can get paid, you can have new experiences that help you have a greater retirement lifestyle. So now you get to hear Mr. Grant live. <laughs> Hopefully he's not too loud for you. Now, one example of having these experiences would be working seasonal jobs. For, exa for example, becoming a host at a national park could be one option. 
You might stay in your RV and just help keep the park clean. You could answer guest questions. You might get to stay at the park for free and have that experience that you wouldn't have had otherwise because you're actually working there. You could work at a dude ranch. You could get paid. You could stay free. You could eat free. And you could meet lots of wonderful people over the summer. Some of these people might be lifelong friends after that. Perhaps you have an expertise that no one else has. You could, like my husband Les, be an expert witness. These jobs pay really well by the hour, but they come along occasionally so you don't have to feel like you're in a full-time job. Many people don't want to work for pay. You know, they just want to do what they want. They maybe volunteer their time. We've had numerous episodes on the Rocky Retirement Show that talk about things to do for volunteer. And maybe you've had some aha moments during these episodes. Um, I have these episodes not to say this is what you should do, but to give you ideas on how you can volunteer. The key is that you have options. You know, your, your work, your passion might be a hobby. You might not want to go to the senior center three days a week because you're working on making quilts for your 17 grandchildren. Hey, that's okay too. For you, that might be your quote work. The main thing is to have something to do that gives you your sense of purpose. We don't lose that wanting to have a purpose just because we retire. And that brings us to the next pillar, and that's health. If you are a regular listener to the Rocky Retirement Show, you probably already know that health is a big issue in my personal life. My husband has stage four cancer. When we found out, he had to make a decision about whether or not to go through chemo, which he did. Not only did he want to use the modern medicine to give him a good shot at a longer life, he also wanted to use non-traditional methods of staying healthy, such as supplements, changing his diet, and other things that he does to extend his life. And if you're interested, you can read about what he does at lesshascancer.com. He goes into a lot of detail about things that he does to ward off the cancer. Now, it's not just disease that we need to be concerned with, though. It's our general health. I personally have a problem with not moving enough. So right now I'm sitting at my computer recording this episode. Although my weight isn't critical, I could use 10 pounds and be at a healthier weight. So I struggle with these issues too. In addition to our own health, our parents' health might be on our mind as well. Although we can't control what our parents do, we can be aware of health issues and be prepared as much as possible for them. We'll never really be prepared for our parents, you know, our mom, dad, getting dementia, but we can be prepared by knowing things like, for example, a urinary tract infection can cause signs of dementia. I mean, who knew that? Before I started working in the senior industry doing this show, I had no idea. 
I mean, that to me is just crazy. There are changes that we can make each day that can slow the spread of disease and the degradation of our bodies. For example, just one, parking further away from the grocery store and walking might be a great step in that direction. So I added health as a pillar of retirement lifestyle because frankly, if you're sick, really nothing else matters. I mean, really, right? So the next one is family. I added this separately from significant other because a lot of us have issues with family that we don't have with a spouse or a, or another loved one. In family, I include parents, siblings, children, or any other family members that aren't our spouses that you want to include. I mean, heck, maybe you want to include your dog. Maybe I want to include Mr. Grant, my bird, as my family. You know who you would want to include as your family. Many of us have past hurts from family members that are difficult to let let go. I'm not perfect here either. I have some relationships in my family that definitely need fixing. It doesn't matter that the issues weren't my fault, or so I think they weren't my fault. It's easy to get involved in our own lives and not reach out to our family members. Now, personally, I'm going to try to actually put these things on my calendar to reach out weekly to my family to strengthen those bonds. You know, I heard the other day, I forget where I heard it, it was probably on another podcast. Actually, I know where it was. It was Lisa, Organized 365. She had her sister on the show, and she said that somewhere she heard, and it's true, that your sibling relationships are the longest lasting relationships that you'll have. And that makes sense because they were there growing up with you. And, you know, they're there whether you're married or not, divorced, your siblings are are there the whole time. So each of us has different pillars that we need to work on. I mean, your family life might be awesome. You might have an awesome relationship with your significant other. The point is, is that there's something probably in the six pillars that you need to work on. Your your weight might be under control or out of control. <laughs> you might need to give up smoking. I mean, I don't know what it is in your sixth pillar. Uh, I know what it is for me. But my goal for 2018 is to break the Rock Your Retirement episodes into these six pillars so that we can go on this journey together. Together, we'll learn what we need to know or just be inspired by someone else's story about what they did. So that's what I'm looking to do this year. And I hope you'll come along with me for that journey. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, go ahead and do that now. And if you don't know how to subscribe, you can go to rockyourretirement.com forward slash subscribe. So I hope you had fun with this first live video on Facebook, and I'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait. 
I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August, actually August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app and then you search for the show and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. 
just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.